you're going to tell me that The Hobbit isn't good? You're going to tell me that um, Winnie the Pooh isn't good? You're going to tell me that The Catcher in the Rye mm-hmm. isn't a good book? Well, wasn't like Huckleberry Finn for like teens or... Actually, so I, you know, I've never read... It's on my list. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and welcome to the Book Jar Podcast, where both me and my friend Megan talk about book-related news and topics on a bi-weekly basis. <laughs> Megan, I'm so sorry. I don't know why I'm being so awkward during the opening. Nobody saw this, so I could have got away with it, but I was like not looking at you, and then I realized it, and then I stared directly <laughs> You're like, Hi. your eyes. <laughs> so that's a great way to start this one. <laughs> You know, that's what makes it fun, though. It's true. Yeah. What would this podcast be if I wasn't a little bit awkward during the opening? It's true. You got to start off on like a high. We kind of have to start the cringe factor at the top. (laughs) And then by the end, we end on like a normal tone. A normal tone. Yeah, that's right. We got to find our like equilibrium here. Yeah. All right. So how was your last two weeks? uh in general but also reading wise oh well good busy busy in general um and then reading i finished hellbent by leah bardugo so So did you like it i did like it i wouldn't say i loved it as much as the first one which i feel like is kind of different from what most people who've read the second book say i feel like i've actually been hearing like a little bit of mixed reviews yeah and to be fair i wasn't there when ninth house came out Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. i feel like it is possible that that was kind of the same mm-hmm. feeling that it had. I know Alex said that we mentioned Alex a lot on this yeah. podcast. <laughs> Shout out to Alex. Uh, Alex said that when she first read it, she actually didn't love it as much as she did the second time around. So I thought that that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe some people, and maybe it's kind of the same effect with the second book, potentially. It could be. Like, I feel like before, so like I finished Ninth House and Hellbent had just been released and then it was like, this was so much better than Ninth House like from most of the people I follow. And then and I feel like because I had just read Ninth House right. and like those people probably read Ninth House when it came out. Yeah. That, you know, that passage of time, they were like, oh, yeah, Hellbent was just as good. Like it's or better. Whereas I was like, you know, Ninth House like really blew me away because I didn't know what to expect. And then Hellbent, I knew what to expect. So it was like it was still great, but it wasn't like. It wasn't what it wasn't what I rated. Yeah, Ninth House, which is okay. fine. Like it's still, I definitely recommend the series, and yeah, I'm glad I finished it because I feel like I've accomplished something in my life. <laughs> that's good. and that's what's important. To that's me. a good feeling. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? What have you been up to? Uh, so I have read one book, okay. and so I'm on a little bit of a slower read, and it's been really weird. So I was all lined up to read. I had the book out. I was like carrying it around with me, like everywhere I went. You know what you do when you reading a book yeah and it was like my emotional support book for a couple <laughs> days like walking around the house with my emotional I support water love- bottle and my emotional support book and then you're just like i am for sure gonna read this book i'm for sure it's gonna- right by me it's right here and so that was um foul lady fortune mm-hmm. which is uh 
by, and I'm totally, Chloe Gong, I almost blanked, did not. And that is a kind of a spinoff of the These Violent Delights mm-hmm. and Our Violent Ends, which there was nothing wrong with it. I read the prologue. I was like, this is fascinating. This is so cool. I'm so ready for this. And then my brother was like, no, you're actually not. So I listened to myself and I was like, this is not the time. I'm definitely going to read this book. There's nothing wrong with it. I just, I I think I've just done a little bit too much fantasy lately and I need a break. And so I picked up a book of poetry. It's called uh, Nothing Will Save Your Life, uh, which is kind of a stark cover. (laughs) Like poetry books just go so hard. They go hard. Like those titles, man. (laughs) Yeah, no, they go hard. (laughs) Like, so I've had the, the two books that I think went the hardest like I can think of right now is nothing will save your life mm-hmm. which is just very it's, it's aggressive and then there's another one and it's called I want to live okay and I remember picking that one up specifically because I was like I have to know why this is the title like obviously you know why but like also, also I really wanted to know why and that one was also really good uh but this one was by Nancy Drill Collins so that's not a poet that I've read a lot of the cool thing was and I didn't know this I didn't know she was Canadian oh, nice. but I didn't know <laughs> that uh she actually there's like a lot of poems about the peace region what yeah um there's some familiar names of areas that you would recognize like pink mountain okay and a lot took place in Kelowna, kamloops area as well which i thought was very interesting so she was talking a lot about like northern alberta and northern bc and then obviously like southern bc as well and then toronto which like obviously i mean (laughs) what canadian is gonna write about canada and not include toronto everyone knows toronto (laughs) Um, but yeah, it was, it was very dark. Like I, it was, it was very dark. She talked about a lot of trauma that she has, a lot of loss, grief, like very dark and deeper topics and not super hopeful about them. So I would not recommend picking up this book if you're like in a bad mental space Mm -hmm. because it's not going to (laughs) help. But I don't know. But also on the other hand, if you're in a sort of mental space where you feel like you need almost validation for like feeling like that, I, it could help. Mm-hmm. And I, I, so I've had trouble like writing a review for it because at one, like it's so honest and stark and real. And the way it deals with emotions is so true to how those emotions feel. Like a lot of them, I was like, yeah, I felt this like totally. But I was like, this bummed me out. Like, I don't want to be like, this was such a great read, but it it also was like, there was nothing yeah. wrong with it. The poems also, they there's like almost like cyclical effect in some of the poems. So like the first line of one poem will be the last line of the previous one one and so it's kind of this continuation and I really enjoyed that there's lots about aging and like just general kind of themes around aging and how that kind of is impacted with like how society views aging and how we view aging and how you know we're told that it's this worst thing ever and like that sort of thing but that's also paired with loss and grief and lifestyle changes and growing into yourself and growing out of yourself and religion and like everything so if you want a book about life that's a little bit stark it's I would recommend it but Mm -hmm. definitely go into it like not looking for like a hopeful read necessarily maybe reassuring but not hopeful okay I like that though yeah because now people know what to expect yeah and uh it was it was pretty tiny so my copy was like 90 something pages uh yeah so I read that one and then I was like gonna read this other book and I was carrying it around the house (laughs) (laughs) and it didn't happen so I ended up actually starting the hunchback of Notre Dame Oh, nice. Yeah. So that one is like 
a very large book. <laughs> so it's yeah. going to take me a while. And it's very like heavy and it's got a lot of archaic words that you don't hear very often. So I'm actually having to stop and be like, oh, I actually am not sure what this means. Like there's lots of like very niche words about architecture and stuff. Oh. And so Google. Google is my best friend. Yeah. And but I'm enjoying it. And you know what? I'm like, no pressure. Mm -hmm. Just going to. Like, I've always wanted to read this book, and I'm just going to do it. Nice. Yeah. I like that. So that's where I'm at. Good. All right. Are you ready to switch gears into our topic today? Yes. Let's do it. All right. All right. So our topic, for those who are maybe joining us or didn't listen to last week's episode, is why do YA authors, young adult authors, get so much hate? And this is going to be <laughs> fun. <laughs> fun I, th I think it's like i'm kind of excited to talk about it because it's like it's always like that looming thing in the i don't know publishing world or yeah. reader world that like if young young adult genre is like meant for young adults yeah and so like let's start off with a couple definitions that you kind of pointed out would be beneficial yes. to start with so the mm -hmm. first one is the definition of young adult fiction and i think there's a lot of misleading kind of thoughts about this and so young adult is a category of fiction and this is the only classification of it which written for readers between 12 to 18 years old mm -hmm. and i am not saying that if you are over the age of 18 you're not allowed to pick up a young adult book personally i don't agree with that and i know even on like the wikipedia page even on all the like resources we found like definitely large amounts of the readership comes from people over the mm -hmm. age of 18 mm -hmm. and that's perfectly fine in my opinion but that is technically the only thing that like is necessary for it to be classified as young adults. And then, of course, we have the new adult kind of label that's trying to come into trend, I feel yeah. like. I yeah. don't know how like it's been pretty successful. I've heard it used like quite a bit. But that is for more like about 19 to 28, 30 years old where you're not quite ready. I feel like it's almost like it's like people who aren't quite ready, quote unquote, to give up the like young adult books, but they yeah. don't want to be like in the young adult L section. Like labeled. Yeah. Yeah. Or totally. labeled less because of it, which mm -hmm. I think is super interesting as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and then the last one was just literary fiction, which I know you, I'm going to call you out. I'm sorry. I'm just going to say like, you were like, I don't really know what this means. Yeah. And this has come up in a lot of like the sources we found for talking about young adults it's like why are adults reading young adult books when they can read literary fiction and i don't actually i don't love the term literary fiction i think it is kind of useful for a specific type of book and like when you read a literary fiction book you're like yeah that's a literary like yeah. i feel like it's just like nothing nothing else quite fits it so yeah. you have to because it's not just contemporary and it's not just fiction and it's not just X, Y, Z. Like it's, it, it feels like a little bit, and I don't want to say more, but a little bit like it's trying to be more, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. And so essentially this is any book that falls into the, you're trying to think deeper about something and you're using very specific writing structures um, that usually come off feeling like artistic or very like technically advanced to get across certain themes or moods or whatever it is. And that's kind of the best way I can like layman terms, I feel like define it. 
and I don't want to sound elitist about it, but I do feel like it's one of those things where when you read one, you're like, oh, yeah, oh, this was literary fiction. Mm-hmm. Like, or I would classify this as literary fiction because of how it made me like think about life or think about the book. Yeah. And it like forced that on me a little bit. I mean, the best ones don't feel like they force you. Some of them definitely hit you over the head with it. But that's kind of where I would classify literary fiction. So that's where we are with our definitions. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there anything you kind of want to add there? I know. Um, I don't think so. I think like just, yeah, like when they were saying literary read, like again, like it's like you said, when you read it, it's obvious that it's like kind of literary. Like mm-hmm. you, like to me, it's like when I read those, I feel like I do have to almost like try harder to read it if that makes sense yeah i think that's like almost a good way to look at it but like i don't want to say that other genres can't slip into that kind of feeling either and that's why like i wanted the definition of both ya and literary reads because it's like they can exist as one it can't it doesn't have to be either or and i think that's where that hate comes from is like there's no way a young adult book could be literary in this day and age. Well, and I think this is where I disagree with like some of the like ways people look at certain books because they're not, I feel like they're not giving young adults the credit that they deserve, but also they're not because they don't want to give like a 17 year old credit for being able to think very deeply and introspectively about life and the world around them, they don't want to give credit to the authors who mm-hmm. write to those audiences mm-hmm. for also being able to think deeply and introspectively about the life and the world around them. Like, it feels like a circular thing. Like, it's and it's very easy, I feel, for people to be like, well, it's just for kids because yeah. they're no longer in that age group instead of actually going, okay, yes, it was written for a like 15-year-olds or 18-year-olds or whatever, but it's still dealing with concepts Mm -hmm. that are valuable. Like, I don't really see why just because it's aimed at a 16-year-old, we get to shit all over Yeah. (laughs) Like, I just, I think that speaks a lot. And I think this is, and we're kind of getting, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself here, but like, I think one of the reasons I think that, uh, like, young adult, books and by kind of association young adult authors get a lot of hate is in part and this is not always the case i think that's kind of a good thing to say for this whole episode like it's not always the case like some there are some exceptions and stuff but i feel like a lot of it is oh well like it's just for like it's just kids are stupid they're inexperienced they're they don't know anything about life and I think in some ways, like I look back at myself as a teenager and I'm like, yeah, that was true in this aspect. But in this other aspect, I knew what was going on. Yeah. Or I had life experience that adults don't understand, actually. Like I I understood some stuff. Like I, you can't write off the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that that's a really unfair thing. So I, I, I'll kind of expand too. So like when they're talking about literary reads, they tend to be like character-driven novels rather than plot-based ones. Um, they tend to examine the human condition and they might use language as experimentation or you'll find it like very poetic. Right. 
So those are other kind of things that happen in which you're kind of falling more into that literary fiction. I think the biggest thing is, though, like I said, and I'm going to say it just one more time, just for the record, is it just really feels like it doesn't fit anything else. Like, it just, mm-hmm. it feels like it can't just be in another category because it's something else, even though it could maybe kind of fall into another category. Um, Yeah. I don't know if that made it easier to understand or harder <laughs> or to better. understand. I don't know. <laughs> but. Yeah, I, I don't I don't personally always love this label because it often is used as an elitist thing. Yeah. I find. Well, and just like how the resource was using that term to me, it was very gatekeeping of yeah. literary fiction and like basically saying like young adults can't basically yeah, like young adults should be reading young adult books, like Mm -hmm. They can graduate to literary fiction when they're an adult. Yeah. So I'm (laughs) going to kind of dive into the source that we're we're like subtweeting. Yeah. (laughs) That's a little bit of a dated term almost. But like I I feel like we should go into like one of them. But I want to say if you're curious about what kind of resources we're talking about, I'm going to I'm going to put them all in our description. Um, if there's links available, I'll use the links, but if not, I'll just name them and you can find them if you would like to. But the one in particular is a article on slate.com and it is titled Against YA. Uh, and I don't want to like single out this person in the way that I'm like, they, they're like not a good like I'm not trying to do that but like I really took offense to this they were very they were very aggressive about like why they feel that adults shouldn't read YA and Mm -hmm. I think that this isn't quite our question but I think this was really enlightening to me of why I think people are find it really easy to hate on and so the subtitle is actually read whatever you want but you should feel embarrassed when you're reading what was written for children and I think that like I'm like ignited with anger. You can tell. <laughs> I think, well, because their whole stance was shame. They were like yeah. shaming people who read YA. Yeah. No matter your age, in my opinion. Well, and I think to be entirely honest in this. Well, and I think to be entirely honest, one of the things that is making me not see super clearly and I'm trying to see past this is it's a lot of shit talking John Green. <laughs> yeah. In the, which is like so, I'm so sorry. It's so passe also. Like I know this is like an older, so this was written in 2014 and that was a really cool thing to do at the time was just shit all over John Green because yeah. he was becoming very popular with The Fault in Our Stars. And whatever, if you don't like John Green, that's fine. I like, we can still be friends. I'm good. Like yeah. you don't have to love him in the same way that I find like so much love in what he writes but i will say i don't like this prescription of john green as like simply ya in this like condescending way that i think this writer is also kind of pushing forward and one of the reasons that she gives for adults to not read ya is so that, and this is, I'm like struggling with it because there's a couple things. So I don't even know where to start. So the one thing she says is that adults should spend their time reading literary works. Mm-hmm. So things that are literary, like, I don't know, like Shakespeare, right? And then she says, 
that the problem with a lot of YA writing is that they find the need to wrap things up really nicely at the end. So they have everyone get married or have their little happily ever after or everyone is dead if it's like a sad book. Yeah. And but it's it's very neat. So it's like, you know, like obviously Shakespeare didn't end all of his plays in either a marriage or in everyone being dead. Oh wait, actually he totally freaking did. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I personally got really mad when there was kind of this incessant like read literary works of these like Charles Dickens and Mm -hmm. like Shakespeare and like all these like great renowned white authors yeah when there wasn't a thought given to like the exact criticism could be then turned around and applied to those things I've read a lot of Shakespearean plays like it was I love Shakespeare yeah not i'm not trying to sound elitist or anything like that i really love shakespeare i love shakespeare almost as much as i enjoyed lemony snicket like you know what i mean like it's it's okay to like both first off Mm -hmm. but also like if you want to talk about wrapping things up nicely romeo and juliet everyone dies and then the parents make up at the end macbeth everyone dies and then somebody takes over scotland because uh the witch's prophecy came true that's a pretty neat ending. Uh, Hamlet, everyone dies. And, you know, the prophecy he was so scared of, like, came to bite him in the ass. Again, the Merchant of Venice, everyone's married and happy. Yeah. The Winter's Tale. Like, like it's it all ends in either everyone's dead because this thing came true and it was, like, a total downfall of character or everyone's happy because everyone just realized like the miscommunication that was happening (laughs) there's a lot of tropes in it like this is where we like get a lot of tropes and i like i don't know how you hate on ya for those exact reasons yeah like i think that's why a lot of people don't want to read ya's because it's like they're assuming it's the simplistic genre yeah that can't have literary elements to it and maybe like maybe they're not going to be you know, put down in history to be like the best book ever written. Like, yeah, sure. But that doesn't mean that it's not challenging in their own ways. And they're not exploring like these, you know, tropes and whatever else in their, in ways that I don't know. Just just like I just I just don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> like like you said, like it, this is in every genre that, you know, like tropes are going to be there and predictable plots are going to be there mm-hmm. and it all comes down to like a story is never unique like yeah it's always going to be repetition of books and things that have happened in the past and yeah. it's just a matter of you know like the enjoyability of it but also like to me i personally find that when a ya author writes a ya book that can like explore these concepts really well and in a way that a younger audience can understand it like to me that like shows just how great of an author they can be yeah because they are exploring like deeper topics but making it so that you don't have to have this like fully developed brain for because we're adults and you know whatever (laughs) to like understand it i think the like thing that there's this quote and it says everything that needs to be said has already been said but nobody was but since no one was listening everything must be said again 
And I know that like there's kind of two thoughts about like originality. Mm-hmm. And there's the group of people who are like, you have to be original or else like it's a waste of time. Mm-hmm. And then there's the people who are like originality is dead. And I'm more to like the latter group, in, in but not in like the super depressing way because yeah. I'm just like everything. It's this quote. Everything has been said. Nobody was paying attention. Like say it again. Like yeah. it's it's still worth saying. And I think that that's like kind of like, I don't know. That sums up my feelings on that. But like also then like to say like the teenager and like, you know, you're presenting it from a teenager's perspective and stuff. And like the other thing that pissed me off about this article was like the idea that, you know, they they were saying like it's presenting the teenagers in an uncritical way Mm -hmm. and then goes on to kind of talk about how, um, you know, at one point she mentions in The Fault in Our Stars, you know, the main character's boyfriend says this like totally what is kind of like presented as almost i feel like a snarky kind of dig at like this isn't like how teenagers talk um where he says i'm in love with you and i'm not in the business of denying myself the simple pleasures of saying true things and kind of like being like this is ridiculous like he's it's like Mm-hmm. kind of like over the top and like it's overwritten and all this stuff i'm like i don't know i don't know i had a boyfriend in high school who talked like that like i think you're feeling so much when you're a teenager and yeah. i don't think that's like it's easy to make fun of and i think the the more interesting thing is to be like that's real it's still a yeah. real feeling it's over the top. Adults would never probably say it like that, but we've yeah. learned shame. So yeah. I feel like that is not something I want to like critique someone for is having a really strong feeling and figuring out how to express it. Like, and I just don't feel like, and I've heard this critique kind of about John Green's novels too, is like teenagers don't talk like that. I'm like, I don't think you're giving teenagers enough, enough credit. credit. And like, yeah. yes, I know this is a middle-aged man writing about a teenager so there's going to be some introspection that is happening that like a lot of teenagers probably wouldn't have Mm -hmm. that's okay that makes that better that makes that more interesting that makes those big feelings and those scary things or those like overwhelming things have a way to describe them. Yeah. And it's okay if it's a little bit over the top. It's okay if this isn't how most teenagers would talk. It's okay if it's not completely realistic. Like, you can't ask for both at the same time either. Like, you can't ask for it to be, like, super shallow yeah. like teenagers are, quote unquote, but and then that, also critique when it's, like, really poetic. Too much. And, like, that's the thing. I think it does come down to the fact that, like, te- it's targeted to teens. So it's, like, it's not going to like there's always going to be people out there who are going to hate it just because it's targeted towards teens and no like, matter if it's accurate to what <laughs> today is or they're using friggin texting synonyms like yeah lol or like whatever like they're yeah. just never going to be happy with that genre yeah and i think if we're being honest it's not just teenagers it's mm-hmm. a lot of these books not all of them 
but a lot of these books that get a lot of the hate and a lot of the authors who get a lot of the hate mm-hmm. are not writing for teenage boys. Mm-hmm. They are writing for teenage girls. Yeah. And it feels very similar. The way YA is attacked sometimes by a lot of people as not being legitimate feels very similar to the way that romance novels are attacked for not being like worthwhile. Yeah. Like, why are you wasting your time reading a romance novel? Yeah. And I think that that is just so frustrating to me because it isolates people from expanding their reading interests. And I'm not trying to say like, oh, if you only read why you should explore other options. But I am saying you don't actually know. I feel like a lot of people who like YA are scared to try other genres because they have been attacked for liking YA. Yeah. And they've tried some of the like more popular quote unquote literary fiction books that I don't particularly like and then not liked them because I don't think they're very good. Yeah. (laughs) And I think there's a lot better ones out there. And then they just don't ever move past their little corner and then they just feel shame about reading Mm like YA. And then I feel like a lot of these young girls get pulled into the romance section, which is totally fine. Like if that's been your journey in reading, I'm not hating on that. What I am hating on is anyone who's told you that that's all you're allowed to like or yeah. that you're not going to be ready for a different kind mm. of book because that's all you've ever read. Yeah. Like, and I think this is why I'm so passionate about like wanting people to try different genres because, like, I think even you had said, you know, like you tried to expand past kind of like your typical genres Mm -hmm. last year and I think you did say like a lot of the genres you ended up liking kind of surprised you because you were like I don't usually yeah like go for this kind of thing and I would be interested in reading more if it was like this yeah like I don't want to be isolated by the like overly flowery descriptions or the or the trying too hard to be poetic or like something that is really hard to parse like that's not what you're about but like if it has a good story and it has a good meaning and it has a good message you want to try it and that's a lot of literary fiction that's a lot of poet poems like poetry that's a lot of classics yeah and how much fun did you have when you like read emma Mm -hmm. and enjoyed it but like how much of that like pullback from that was like I'm not gonna like this because I'm not gonna understand this and like oh for sure kind of other people in your head yeah it was a lot of it and I think like again like it comes back to like being a teen and feeling like you're forced into these literary reads and stuff and then you're like again like even like you know what like I've I've had English teachers that kind of look at you like why are you reading Twilight or why are you reading whatever and not saying that those are great YA no 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 I don't think like like, and I think that this is like the thing so like I think Twilight is really interesting because I just got it was like a total craze and let's talk about how it does actually hit a lot of the things that I don't think are great about YA which it is promoting a culture that I don't agree with which is like a purity culture Mm -hmm. strictly. Uh, it definitely doesn't have the right tones to like a relationship. It's a not a good guide to a relationship. Toxicity. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. in that regard, I wish it was written for adults so that it was not being pushed on me when I was like 15. Mm-hmm. But what was interesting about that was how many people, there were so many legitimate critiques with Twilight. Like yeah. looking at it as an adult, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> like yeah. I'm so glad I loved it at the moment, but I'm also so glad 
that like I didn't get too far into this because I might have looked for someone like this in my life and like that's dangerous. But the critique at the time, like let's not forget that the critique of it was not this is a dangerous relationship. It was this is stupid. Yeah. This is girly. This is uh, it's just hot people. It's just hot vampires. Yeah. It's just written for teenage girls. Like teenage yeah. girls are stupid. Or like Bella's a Mary Sue, so yeah, like, she's not like, a great character. She's like, not a great character. So like, why are you reading about her? And then you're like, okay. So then you read something like The Hunger Games, mm-hmm. which I loved and adored, and I think is actually a really good young adult novel. But then you had people critiquing that. Mm-hmm. Because it was like, well, this isn't realistic and this isn't, this is silly. And like, you know, like Katniss is this and that and she's not a good role model. And it's just like, oh, and it's just girls only like it because of PETA. Or they only like yeah. it because they're Team Gale. And there's there was a like love that. triangle. There's there's this. a love triangle. Yeah. I don't like that. And it's like, okay, so what is your actual deal? Because I think Twi- uh, Twilight, not good, but <laughs> definitely worth the critique. But The Hunger Games has a lot of great themes, mm-hmm. especially for a young adult dystopian novel. Like, it has a lot of things that we can kind of critique about. And yes, it definitely has its problems too. I'm not I'm not saying it doesn't, but it it's it's still a very good read for for looking at deeper kind of meanings yeah. or themes and you're still critiquing it. So what is the actual problem here? And what you hear across the board is like they don't like the romance. Mm-hmm. They don't like the fact that it's written for quote unquote teenage girls. And the main and character. And so it's stupid. Yeah. And the main character is generally a female. Yeah. And they're usually a person who is like independent and confident mm-hmm. and like accomplishing all these things on their own yeah. or like the head of these like like a leader basically yeah. and it, and it's so true like a lot of those huge fandom based series and stuff that have these huge followings and like they o- they they were always the ones that were getting criticized by yeah. like whoever thought YA was like not a great genre and i think like i don't know you got to respect like the fans of YA because it's like they're the <laughs> ones who are powering these like authors to like crazy fame like they're the ones writing fan yeah. fiction they're the ones who are dressing up for book signings and like doing all this stuff and you know what like at the base of it like there are two reasons people read mm-hmm. oh there's more than two reasons but there's two <laughs> reasons i'm gonna boil it down to essentially right now yeah that they like reading mm-hmm. and one is that they like engaging with content that is challenging or eye-opening or like otherwise revealing about the world around them. Mm-hmm. The other one is that it is a form of entertainment. Yeah. I just like desperately, and I've had this conversation with so many people of like, you know, they can't, they're just like, oh, I don't know if that book's for me. Like I could never get through it. And I'm like, what do you like? Like, what do you like in a book? Like, what do you what are you reading for? Because I think a lot of people like a little bit of a mix, right? You want to be entertained, but you don't want to be, like, unchallenged all the time. Yeah. And, like, sometimes you do want the entertainment. I have the fluff reads. 
Mm-hmm. I call them my fluff reads and I just have fun. And yeah. that's the only reason I went into that book was to have fun. And then I have other reads where like nothing will save your life. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not reading that to have fun per se. Like I'm not going into that thinking this is going to be a great time. Like I'm, you know, in I'm I'm working within the book to deal with things in my life or to like get reassurance or whatever it is. Like mm-hmm. I'm 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 getting that like sense of life from it. And I am thinking more deeply about the content. Like that's why those books take me a little bit longer because I'm usually stopping after each poem and being like, oh, that was interesting. Or did I really understand that? And I'm thinking about it. But like you have both. And I've talked to like people before and they've been like, I could never read something like that. Like it would be boring. And I'm like, okay, but there's 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 books that do both. Yeah. And there's so many books that do both so well. And you know what? To be honest with you, I don't think necessarily like a lot of the classics should be thought of as like hard to parse or like hard to read or like anything like that. Because like when you just look at like Emma as an example, like this like classic and like a lot of people would be like a little bit intimidated because it's like written in a certain style and you're like, it's just clueless. Mm -hmm. Like it's just, it's just about like, it's just gossip girl a little bit. Like, and you go into it with that perspective, like you have a lot more fun, but like, I feel like part of the panic about it is like, if I'm not understanding it, then I'm stupid. And if I'm stupid, then I'm going to feel bad about myself. And I feel bad about myself. I'm going to not enjoy it. And it's like, it doesn't have to be about that. Yeah. Like I just, it's okay to like interact with books and get a deeper meaning, but also have fun while you're doing it. Like, yeah. I had fun when I read Jane Eyre. I had fun when I read a lot of Shakespearean plays. Yes, some of it was harder to parse and some of it took longer to understand. But I was rewarded with it being like funny or like there was like stupid sex jokes and like stuff like that in like Romeo and Juliet. Like it's actually like a really dirty play. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't interact with that because they're like I'm never going to understand it and then I'm going to feel stupid I'm going to feel bad and x y and z and I'm like I feel like the hate on YA leads to that yeah like they're again like they're feeling that shame of like oh I'm I only read YA and I shouldn't be reading YA but then I don't feel like I have that confidence to jump absolutely into these literary reads when when they might really enjoy them and I'm again I'm not saying that you have to read literary books like if you only ever want to read YA like go for it like yeah good on for you sure. but I I just feel very angry when I hear that people are scared mm-hmm. like if you're happy in that little niche and you're happy in your little bubble of like young adult books and you're like pushing 30 in your 30s or in your 40s I don't really care like whatever age you are and you're happy reading those that's fine but if you feel like you can't go outside of that or you might be ridiculed or you might like feel stupid like that's where I'm like okay no 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 because this is not what it was supposed to be yeah like young adult the hate on young adult was like it's really making people feel like bad about themselves and I don't like you're not less of a reader. Yeah. I don't know. I guess it just kind of comes down to that. Yeah. And and I know there are some like valid points to why genre like lacking diversity and yes. like stuff like that. And like I really think YA has come a long way. Obviously, there's still more they can do to like mm-hmm. for that. But uh, to have that as like a way to re- of as a reason to have shame people for reading YA. But I think when people are like told that YA isn't literary, 
in this way that like they don't need to interact with it like critically Mm -hmm. that's where a lot of that stuff goes unchallenged for sure yeah because i've like like seen people talk about like why some young adult books are like so offensive and I'm like, yeah, well, if and other people being like, I don't know, I just I was just reading it and I have fun and now I feel bad because it was like really bad. And like, I'm like, this is part of the problem, though, because like you were told that this could never mean anything deeper yeah. than, oh, it's just team Edward versus team <laughs> Jacob or it's team Gail versus team. Peter. I don't know why everyone's on teams. That was so weird. It was that a was weird a thing. That was, that a was thing. such a thing. Yeah. Um, But like. You know, I like, yeah, like you have to be able to like critically engage with it to find the problems with it. And that doesn't mean you don't like it, but it's like, okay, well, like, was this like, also, it's just like, I've read a lot of YA books where I left it and I was like, oh, that was really good. I think almost <laughs> there's a couple of John Green books that don't qualify. Yeah. Looking for Alaska, Paper Towns, and I did enjoy the fault in our stars not as much as like a lot of people it wasn't actually my favorite one it's dealing with a lot of good like deep themes mm-hmm. though and then you have turtles all the way down which i think is one of the most like beautifully written other yep. than the anthropocene reviewed by him and those books i would consider literary mm-hmm. like they are literary and they are young adult and that's what i love about them because i would recommend them to anyone i would recommend them to you mm-hmm. because i would be like you can Go into this and read a story about a teenager and also push it a little bit. You can push the themes. You can push the thought. You can actually really think about what the characters are doing. And, oh, like, this actually is really dangerous in this way. And, like, oh, this is really, like, you can get a deeper meaning out of it. Yeah. But you can also recommend it to somebody who's 15 and you're going to still have that, like, relatability of, this is a lot of emotions and this is how I feel all of the time or this is how I would totally describe love or this is how I would totally describe this, you know, you know, my parents doing something stupid because it feels so big at that moment. And I think he's really good at bridging that. I also felt that way with We Were Liars. Mm -hmm. I was actually really stunned at how much technical like capability the author came through to get the themes and ideas across and there was a little bit of artistic use of very specific like literary devices yeah in order to make it very clear to us that we were reading an unreliable narrator and like all these themes were coming out of how she wrote the novel and i actually really thought that was more of like a literary YA as well and yet this these people who hate on YA yeah. would tell me that that's not possible because YA is stupid. Yeah. Like, there's no possible way that the author actually knows how to write. <laughs> like, Yeah. And I, and I think, like, when you're talking about the more problematic books, it's like, okay, so if we empower the people who are reading YA yeah. to be like, yeah, YA can be deep and it can be really crappy. Like, well, be wary. That is a good thing with adults reading YA now is that there is so many different backgrounds that are reading these books Mm -hmm. that they are the ones that are starting to critique it and I think that's trickling down to the actual young adults reading the genre oh well maybe this is actually super problematic yeah and it's okay to read that book in that view 
whether or not you enjoy it in the end or don't enjoy it, but you can still critique it and but not be shamed because you liked reading it. Yeah. Kind of a thing. So I think, yeah, I think like honestly, I just like I just don't get the hate. Like, you know what I mean? Well, I do. And like I I think the unfortunate part is like I don't want the hate to be for the reasons that I think it is. I yeah. don't find yeah. a valid reason to hate it. Yeah, I think like uh, like a lot of these came down to either solely opinion or yeah. grasping for stuff that applied to a f- select few books that they've that read. That got really the- popular yeah. or something like that too. And I think that's the thing. And I think there's a lot of really cool articles that we haven't been able to mention that we will link, as I said before, if you mm-hmm. want to kind of deeper your reading. Some of them are going to be kind of pro- YA. Some of them are going to be a little bit anti-YA. So that's just an interesting perspective to keep in mind. And some are going to be kind of middle ground. I think my, again, my biggest thing is I just, I've I've had so many friends like say like, oh, I'm not a real reader. Like I just read YA. And I'm like, that's not a thing. That's not a thing. You <laughs> like read. you read a lot of yeah. books and they, they might be at, you know, like, but I, I can imagine that some of them are really well written. And some of them aren't. But I also know some of the classics I've read, I've hated. Yeah. And I actually don't. I have very strong, passionate arguments about why they are not well written. And they are not worth reading. Mm-hmm. And they are no good. And then I have other ones where I'm like, that was the most beautiful experience of my life. And I feel the exact same way about a lot of YA books. And I think the other thing I kind of want to mention is there is a lot of adults who want to hate YA and then they pick up a YA book and they say, of course it was bad. It mm. sounded juvenile. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, to be fair, you are 30 some years old and you read a book written for a 14 year old. Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. I think that one's on you for <laughs> not realizing that it was probably going to yeah. sound juvenile. And that's okay. That doesn't actually like, yes, for me, that's a big thing to get over Mm -hmm. is like if the writing is really juvenile, but you have to remind yourself if you're an adult reading YA and you're thinking you hate it, dude, you're not the target audience. Yeah. It's okay to read, but if you're reading it and being like, this is juvenile, this is stupid, these themes are like so basic. Yeah. It's written for a child. Yeah. It's supposed to be a little like the the reading level is not going to be high. The words they're using are not going to be complex. Yeah. The sentence structures are going to be less complex. They're making it easier because it's literally written for someone who learned to read like eight years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe don't pick it up if you want like something that's challenging. Like it's like me picking up like a children's game and then being upset because it wasn't as hard as Elden Ring. Yeah. Like it would be stupid. Yeah. Like that's not a smart thing to do. Well, and that's the thing. Like when you're reading books, you should be in that mentality anyways. Yeah. That, you know, it's just like, hey, like this may or may not be written for me, whether it's the genre, the yeah. age group, the whatever. And you can still say you didn't like it. Like yeah, I still said totally. like I, Venom Dark and Sweet is I think a perfect example for me. Yeah. It's a YA book. I didn't enjoy it. A lot of the reasons I don't think I enjoyed it was because it was YA. However, I know the author also, like, I felt like she did a lot better in the first one. So there was, like, some honest critique there. Mm -hmm. And that's just my review. 
that doesn't mean all YA is awful, but that yeah. one definitely was not for me. Yeah. Well, and it's just, I find it interesting that like, you know, as we get older and as we're interacting even with like kids more and stuff, and then it's like you're reading these children's book to these younger kids, and then you're like, you're enjoying reading this book, even though you wouldn't pick it up if there wasn't a child there. Yeah. But you enjoy reading this book to this child because they're enjoying it. Yeah. So like, I don't really see how like you can hate a Hawaii genre when all these people really, really enjoy it for a reason. Yeah. So you just have to like kind of read it from their perspective. Like why yeah. is it enjoyable and it can still be a decent genre even if you're not in that age group. And it's, yeah. you know, like you look at like Peter Rabbit or like Winnie the Pooh. Like those are all classics and really good books. And yeah, we all can say those are for children. Everyone can agree that those are good books to read. Yeah. And no one looks down I, on those. Yeah, I think one of the other issues I have with a lot of people who like hate why is a total, other than the fact that I assume you just kind of hate them because they're mostly aimed at teenage girls. Like yeah. that's an, an assumption think, I'm kind of making. Yeah. But if you say you hate why, I think a lot of the time you're not including a lot of YA that you would consider classic. Yeah. So... You know, I think there's kind of this perception that, like, it's just modern YA, but, like, you could say <laughs> it's just really funny because I'm like, you're going to tell me that The Hobbit isn't good? You're going to tell me that um, Winnie the Pooh isn't good? You're going to tell me that The Catcher in the Rye mm-hmm. isn't a good book? Well, wasn't, like, Huckleberry Finn for, like, teens or so i you know i've never read this on my list (laughs) (laughs) uh like i feel like that's always like pushed onto teens like i I know a lot of teens read it but like the catcher in the rye fits every like checkpoint for like ya yeah which is really interesting because i think a lot of people would be like oh no it's not the same it is yeah though and so a lot of these like classic books yeah, or like The Outsiders. I'm pretty sure everyone's freaking read The Outsiders. The Outsiders. I still stand by that being a great book. Also, yeah. um, like a lot of children's books, like Alice in Wonderland. Like mm-hmm. that's a classic. You've got The Chronicles of Narnia, C.S. Lewis. Like you've got a lot of books that I think a lot of people would consider very well-written books. And you're telling me that like the whole YA genre as a whole like is just not worthwhile yeah. for either adults to go back and read or like it's just like they're all crap like give me a break and it's like a lot of people don't really find their joy of reading until they're older too so it's just like you know like i was fortunate that i got into harry potter for the age group that it was meant for but i know a lot of people who didn't read harry potter until they were in their 20s or 30s older like it was a bonding thing between parents and children yeah and you're saying if you don't read your this ya genre or children genre for the age group it's totally useless and you're, you're gonna just, get no enjoyment you missed out your of chance it. yeah you missed your chance you shouldn't be reading it sucks to be you go watch the movie i don't know <laughs> like it's just it's very interesting to me so i think i don't really know if we've answered the question during all of our ranting but i think the reason <laughs> that why i get so much hate is is in part because teenagers tend to get a lot of hate mm-hmm. in particular teenager girls yeah and I think people have preconceived notions about it that go unchallenged because it's really easy 
to be like, oh, I don't read YA or like I'm that's embarrassing and just like shame read it mm-hmm. instead. Yeah. I've really enjoyed that a lot of adults are just kind of owning it at this point. They're like, I'm going to read YA for the rest of my life. And I'm like, that's great. Like, good for you. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. I also just like, if anyone is like freaking scared of like going past YA or they think that that's all that they can get enjoyment out of, like, I don't know, join our Discord. That was not like, (laughs) I'm not even meaning it as a plug, but like join our Discord. I will give you some book recs that like, I think are like really interesting classic novels that you can still get a lot of enjoyment out of if you like YA mainly as a genre. But like, and that doesn't mean that they're better than YA, but like if you're scared to move out of that genre, like don't be scared. Like it's okay. Like there's lots of books that are very fun to read and still like deal with like more um, serious topics or like have that introspection or whatever it is. And like, I don't know, people just need to be nice to each other. Just be nice to each other. Let people read what they want to read. Yeah. Don't hate on teens. Don't hate on teens. It's, it's, I feel like it's a simple list. Uh, yeah, that's it. All right. How are you feeling about how we answered today's topic, Megan? You know, we were going places. We didn't think we were going to go we with going, that. Again, like, I don't know but if we I... fully answered the question, so I'm still interested to hear, like, listeners' thoughts. Yeah, I like to hear, like, listeners' thoughts. I think, like... You know, like from what we found on these articles and stuff, like it's definitely like do your own research, look mm-hmm. it up. Um, overall, would I say the hate for YA genre is going down? Yeah, I would say. I would say it's going Absolutely. down like generally, yeah. but like it's doing one of those things where like, you know, like the more like totally accepted something becomes, the stronger the people on the mm. outsides feel. Like, they're yeah. pushing back. Like, I feel like there's less general pushback, but the pushback that is there is, like, real aggressive, like, unnecessarily. Yeah. So, I do think that that is interesting, but... I think, like, just with, like, books, like, bookstagram and book talk and stuff, it really has made it more acceptable as well. Yeah, and I do know, like, then it's kind of, like, a roundabout thing, because I know a lot of book talkers and booktubers yeah. love to talk about how much hate they personally get for promoting certain books and i feel like it's just an easy way to be like oh this isn't very serious like this isn't a very like you can't get a recommendation from book talk that's good and it's like Mm -hmm. if you're getting the same recommendations from book talk i don't know what to tell you you need to follow some new people because yeah i no longer see people recommending the same books like i see a lot of books i've never seen before (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) i just you just booped your mic. Yeah, for those who didn't, <laughs> can't see us, which is everyone, I just that straight was, up like, the funniest thing. You were so nudged shocked. the mic. I was like, I hit that. It really, it really like your reaction was like as though the mic booped you. Like that it was, was like, it like jumped you at your fight? face. Do you want to fight Mike? Because here we go. All right. <laughs> perfect. Anyway, yeah, I'm curious to hear what listeners think as well about this, but we should probably transition into our next section. So let's talk about our upcoming reads. You got any YA books coming up? Actually, no. I'm uh, reading Hyde by Kirsten White, which like, if I'm remembering correctly, I want to say was actually one of her first adult novels okay and i found her because of her young adult novels oh interesting which i've noticed a few of my authors that i liked because of their young adult books are starting to write adult books now yeah 
So anyways, I'm reading that. It's very interesting. It's about, I'm a, I think it says paranormal amusement park type vibes. And they're basically playing this like hide and seek game in this amusement park to win money. Yeah. And it sounds pretty cool. Sounds like my alley, right mm-hmm. up my alley. So what about you? Well, I have The Hunchback of Notre Dame right, to finish. finish that. And then I've decided, and I, you know what? I decide a lot of things and I bail on them later. So this is open to me bailing on it later. But I've decided how I'm going to tackle my TBR list. So if you remember, my book goal is 75 books, but 50 of them have to be ones I already own because the shelf is like falling off the wall. Yeah. And not literally, but almost. So I have a list of it and I'm going to go in reverse order. So I'm going to start with the thickest ones first. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> and I've decided to do that within reason, like, whichever ones I actually really feel like reading, but kind of moving backwards through the list. Yeah. Because it'll be a lot easier at the end of the year to fly through a couple of the shorter ones mm-hmm. than to be stuck with a couple of the longer ones and trying to, like, finish it out that way. Yeah. Plus, there's a lot of various genres at the end, whereas, like, the short ones tend to mostly be poetry. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, yeah, that's okay. Anyway, so that's that's my update on my list is how okay. I'm tackling it. So nice. it looks like it's going to be The Hunchback of Notre Dame and then probably like, I don't know, I might even try a Stephen King novel. So <gasps> Ooh, yeah, exciting. All right. So shall we draw our next topic? Yes. Okay. Courtesy of Alicia. What books had the worst ending? Okay. This will be fun. Also, spoilers, probably. Yeah, I don't think we're... You can't really do it. You can be yeah. like, I didn't like the ending of this book. No more comments. That's it. <laughs> That's five-minute pod. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this one will be interesting because I... Like, it's not sad ending. It's worst ending. So, like, worst quality, I guess, is how we're taking that. I would say so. Like, ones that we just, like, aren't happy with how it Unsatisfied went. Unsatisfied endings? Yeah. Yeah not satisfying endings i don't know how to say that i'm getting tired so we're gonna end it here anyway so that's what you have to look forward to next week uh any final kind of thoughts here megan no i mean you always ask me that and And you're never i never have thoughts (laughs) no thoughts my brain has no thoughts just books (laughs) just books all right. Well, if you would like to check us out on social media, we are on Instagram at the book jar pod. We also have a link in our the description of this podcast and on our Instagram account as well to a Discord channel or server rather that we run where we can talk about a variety of book related topics. And also you can feel free to join or just snoop on or lurk on our book club, the 2am book club. Uh, our next up to read book is crescent city by sarah yeah. j moss so that one's gonna be a mm-hmm. fun mm-hmm. Um, but we have our whole list out um and you can check it out there so go ahead and join that server if you're interested in kind of connecting with a big book book community a book <laughs> community i can talk <laughs> all right that's pretty much it for this one and i guess just keep reading yes bye mm-hmm.